the following podcast has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Perched on the Top Rope, and I am your host, Lee Walker. Wow, what an AEW Dynamite we had tonight. We had heel turns, new signings, and a new champion. Oh my! Let's get right into it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to start off with Chris Jericho, who kicked off AEW Dynamite. And by the way, does Chris Jericho look good or what? That man is slim, trim, and everything in. Not the inner circle, that is. Ladies and gentlemen, there was a little dispute after uh, Eddie Kingston came down to the ring. Those two would uh, make amends, so to speak, but Daniel Garcia and 2.0 would come down and beat the living tar out of them. Santana and Ortiz would come down to help uh, Eddie and help Jericho, and that's where, ladies and gentlemen, we have our first heel turn of the night. Chris Jericho turn on Santana and Ortiz. Jake Hager would come down, be like, yo man, what up? Why are you doing this? And Jericho uh, basically said, you're with us or you're against us? And Hager said, ah, yeah, I'm with you guys. Jericho has formed a new faction as the inner circle is a Nemur. A Nemur. They are now the Jericho Appreciation Society. And they all flipped the bird at us in the end. The first match of the night would actually be the AEW World Championship. Hangman Adam Page would take on Deontay Martin. Now, this was a great match. It was a great opening match. You don't really see the AEW World Championship defended in the beginning of a card. So this was something different, something interesting. It was a great match. Phenomenal match. Uh, Hangman wins the match, though. But Tony Schiavone comes to do an interview with him, and uh, he calls Deontay Martin back, tells him he's a great worker, uh, expects him and his brother to go for the tag team titles. You know, he had a hard road with his brother being injured and making it all the way to a world championship match on AEW Dynamite. Nothing to be ash- nothing to be ashamed of losing anyway. So uh, after that calls out Adam Cole for whatever reason, Cole basically says, I'm going to make your life a living hell. He's got two uh, very specific young men in mind for a trios match, which is uh, you hear two young men. I'm not thinking Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish is like 44 years old. He ain't no spring chicken no more. Cole also goes on to say that these two guys know Hangman better than he knows himself. These two men who are friends of his and not Hangman's. And basically, Hangman's days are numbered as champion. Let's be honest, this would leave some doubt in uh, Hangman Page, because it leaves some doubt in us, too, as fans. Kind of sounds like he's talking about the Young Bucks. Hmm, I guess we'll see. Second match of the night is the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, with his tag team partner, John Moxley, 
who came out with their manager, William Regal, by the way. Totally awesome. As they took on the Workhorsemen. Yes, you heard that right. The Workhorsemen. Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake. This was a fast-paced match. Made the Dragon and Moxley look good. In the middle of the match, one of my favorite chants that I heard all night. Thank you, Regal. Again, Tony Schiavone comes down to the ring. He does his uh, mic work. Regal talks how it's been 29 years since him and Schiavone have been in a ring together and on TBS. It was pretty cool. Then he warns anyone and everyone who's going to step in the ring with Danielson and Moxley. It's a fair warning, too. I'll tell you what, though. Daniel Bryan had to hide that smirk, and when William Regal referred to him as the best professional wrestler in the world, that was incredible. William Regal is one of the most respected men in professional wrestling who was just recently let go by WWE, and he wasted no time showing up on AEW. And this is the perfect team for him to be with. I really hope we see these guys win the tag team championships. But I would also like to see William Regal strap on a pair of wrestling boots and give us one last match. We had a backstage segment with Adam Cole, Red Dragon, and the Young Bucks. Adam Cole admits that they did not have a good night collectively. None of them walked away with any championships. And Adam Cole starts to bring up who his tag team partners are going to be and tells Hangman that these two guys live in his red rent-free. And Matt cut him off and said they weren't going to be part of it. The Young Bucks, that is. So Cole was like, fine. I was picking Bobby and Kyle anyway. Okay. That seemed a little off to me. Interesting. Uh, Tony Khan did tease in the media call for Revolution that after Revolution we were going to see new feuds begin, old feuds end. And this episode was proof of that. This segment right here set the staple for Hangman Adam Page and the Young Bucks to take on Adam Cole in Red Dragon. In another segment, we have FTR being interviewed and... Dax Hardwood says pro wrestling is his first love. And he stands up for what he believes in. He calls Red Dragon and the Young Bucks out. And Tully Blanchard steps forward and seemingly says, Yo, this is about the championships. This was always about the championships. That's why I'm here. Dax puts his hands on him and says it's about family. Cash Wheeler says Tully is not family and gives him the Vince McMahon treatment. Yar! Fire! I don't know how Vince does that, man. That hurts my throat. Man, that's rough. And then we cut to the ring. HFO are in the ring to have a meeting. Matt Hardy complains about Andrade, about trying to fire him from a company he started. Says Matt Hardy in a suit makes him kind of an asshole. Matt Hardy doesn't want to be an asshole. Kind of refers to Andrade as an asshole nonchalantly they decide to do a vote by a thumbs up thumbs down at first the voting process was uh andrade and his little partner there too matt hardy and private party three i think the numbers are forever in his favor right 
Andrade starts talking about watch your back. Private Party puts their thumbs down. Private Party wasn't happy anymore with Matt Hardy. That's a shame. So, they all beat Matt up in the ring. So I guess Matt Hardy gets the Vince McMahon treatment from AHFO as well. You're fired! So Matt Hardy's taking this beating, right? Pretty bad. I mean, it's like a big gangbang, if I've ever seen a gangbang. If I could ever define a gangbang, but it's not a gangbang you want to watch. So all of a sudden, Darby Allen's music hits, and you're kind of like, what? Of course, he's joined by Sting, which if, you know, you watch Revolution, Sting pulled some ECW shit. I liked it. Good for him at 62 years old. Anyway, they come out, they come down to the ring, and uh, they, they join the party. And then that music you heard in the beginning of the show hits. And there he is, ladies and gentlemen. Jeff Hardy is all elite. Incredible. His release date from the 90 days after being released by WWE was March 9th. Today is March 9th. Falls on a Wednesday, AEW Dynamite. Poor planning by WWE to release him. All his drug tests were clean, by the way. And now you just lost one hell of a superstar, which they did try to get back. If uh, everyone remembers in the the dirt sheets correctly, they offered uh, him a Hall of Fame spot, and uh, he and he politely declined that. Honestly, I don't know if it was a polite manner in which he declined it or not, but uh, I'm sure it was a big uh, no. And there was a great moment in this spot too, where Matt and Jeff hug, and you can genuinely see a huge smile on Jeff's face. And Matt was very, very welcoming. You could see on his face, it was a possibility he was about to cry. It was a very touching moment, actually. Like, I'm not making fun of it by any means. It was really, really great to see. And I popped when Loaded, the the Hardy Boys theme song, played. That's one of the older theme songs that they had. WWE doesn't even have the rights with it anymore type deal. But there is one spot I will make fun of, and that was the dumbfounded, mouth wide open, pick your jaw up off the ground young man. Because Darby Allen totally fanboyed out in his own way, and that was his way. Uh, They have a stare down with Darby and Sting. It was a neat moment, but kind of awkward with the... Darby Allen's mouth wide open, catching flies sort of thing. But, hey, whatever. It was an awesome moment. Shane Strickland would also appear tonight. As he will be making his AEW debut wrestling on AEW Rampage this Friday against Tony Nese. And speaking of new storylines starting, Wardlow does an interview with Tony Schiavone. Even though he's still under contract with MJF, he makes it known that he's no longer associating himself with that trash. And that's not the trash bag that Mickie James got her things in from WWE. He's referring to MJF as trash. I disagree. But I digress. For the better of this show. And we got a spot with QT Marshall and Keith Lee. 
QT tells Keith Lee he's got his back. The factory has his back against Team Taz. Keith Lee says, I got a big back. I'm fine. QT says, uh, no, you'll pay for this. They have a match. Keith Lee versus QT Marshall. Friday, AEW Rampage. We have an AEW Tag Team World Championship. The Jurassic Express taking on the acclaimed. And man, I got to tell you, Anthony Bowens and Max Caster. Hell of a team. I'm super excited because I love Matt Caster rapping. I absolutely hate the fact that he cannot do or say certain things that might be a little too sensitive for some sensitive ears out there. But come on, man. This man can fucking rap like crazy. Let him spit his shit. Anyway, the Jurassic Express would win the match. They did not have Christian with them. So Thunder Rosa and Layla Hirsch have a number one contenders match. If you're a little confused by that, yeah, you should be because Thunder Rosa just had a match at AEW Revolution against DMD Britt Baker for the AEW Women's Championship. And I'm pretty sure when you lose to the champion, you move back to the line. Again, I'm going to digress. Thunder Rosa wins the match. She's now the number one contender. Tony Schiavone comes down to the ring, does his mic stick. Next week, it's Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker, AEW Women's Championship, inside a steel cage match. Now, Dr. Britt Baker would come back uh, after that segment and basically say what I just said. You should be in the back of the line. And I agree. I agree with Britt Baker. And you should too. Next up, we have the main event. The TNT Championship match. Sammy Guevara, the champion, taking on Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky, of course, with uh, Jeremy Lambert and Ethan Page. Ringside. Uh, They also did a little uh, camera work showing Paige Van Vant in the crowd with her husband. This was a phenomenal match, dude. This went back and forth, back and forth. A lot of high-flying spots. Sammy Guevara missed a 6.30 from the top rope to the outside wall. Scorpio Sky was on a table. Scorpio just rolled out of the way in the nick of time. Uh, this brings out Ty Conti, Sammy Guevara's girlfriend, who if you watch their recent vlog, they got matching tattoos. And it's their names. Ah, young love, folks. Young love, indeed. I mean, I'm not saying they might not regret those tattoos one day, but uh, you might regret those tattoos one day. Anyway, Ty comes out. She checks on her boothang. Well, things didn't go all that great, because... Paige would blindside Ty Conti and throw her in the steel steps. And uh, Scorpio Sky would take advantage of this. One, two, three. And new. And new. Hashtag and new. TNT World Champion Scorpio Sky. After the match, he would hit Sammy with one of the title belts. Paige would throw Conti into the ring. 
Hit her with like a buzzsaw kick like she's Tajiri. And poor Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara would lay in the middle of the ring. After we would see Paige sign an AEW contract on Ty's ass. Yes, you heard me correctly. She signed her AEW contract on Ty's ass. During AEW Dynamite, Tony Khan would tweet, Jeff Hardy is hashtag All Elite. So you got two new signings to AEW with Paige Van Vant and Jeff Hardy. FTR would fire Tully Blanchard from their group. And Matt Hardy would be relieved of his duties from the AHFO. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find us anywhere and everywhere podcasts are found. Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, Red Circle, Podbean, Podbay. We're everywhere. We have new interviews out with Young Rock's Brett Azar, who plays the Iron Sheik, as well as WCW ring announcer Gary Michael Capetta on our YouTube, youtube.com slash perched on the top rope. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash perched on the top rope. We are on Twitter, perched top rope. You can find us on Instagram, perched on the top rope podcast. And make sure you go check us out on TikTok where we have hilarious, hilarious stuff like the Taskmaster. Yes, the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan, who does have his own podcast, Get Humped by a Dog. You can also see our Selena scenes, which we recreate the greatest moments in professional wrestling history with a touch of Celine Dion. Because who, who doesn't? You need it. You just do. Go check it out. Go check out all our content. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Perched on the Top Rope. Spoiler freeze. The way to be. We're out. <laughs>